He has his own podcast. What is it, y'all? Get my shit together. Welcome to the Getting My Act Together podcast for Tuesday, March 28, 2023. Let's go. How's the weekend? How was it? Did you do what you wanted to do? Did you spend time with people who allow you to facilitate you feeling most like yourself? <laughs> I hope you did. I sure did. I don't think there was a, I was around anyone the whole weekend from comedy to social events to filming a little uh, silly skit for a good friend of mine. I don't think I was around anyone this whole weekend that gave me that, that tightness in your chest you feel, that, that anxiety or that sort of weight. It's anxiety is what it is. When you're around people who, who don't let you, don't facilitate you, enable you to encourage you for the love of all things sacred, to be your goddamn self. Just be you the way you are. That's, 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 that's what we're looking for. That's what we want. Anyway, hope you uh, had a nice weekend. I hope your week is off to a great start. I hope you didn't go down the rabbit hole like I did a little bit. Uh, well, how did I go down the rabbit hole? I, went, I read uh, Wikipedia and one article about a woman named Kathy Smith who was kind of a backup singer in the 70s. Backup singer, groupie, not groupie's a strong, a supporter of many bands uh, like The Band and, and also a drug dealer uh, who had a very interesting, she burned brightly when she did, very interesting life. Here's how I came across Kathy Smith. She sold drugs to the Rolling Stones. She had a torrid affair with <laughs> Canadian songwriting icon Gordon Lightfoot, I guess is how you'd describe him, and was also the person who infamously injected comedy legend John Belushi with cocaine and heroin, which caused his death, that she confessed to in the National Enquirer, which led to her arrest and subsequent imprisonment for X number of months in a women's facility. The stuff of, the stuff of quite the fantasy. When I was a younger man, and I, I, when I was a younger man tending bar, I worked with someone who, uh, who was much older. He was an Italian guy from Morris Park, Bronx, and he had a lot of old expressions that I found very, very useful. Uh, like he would talk about people who didn't tip. He would say. Uh, that guy throws around that guy throws around nickels like they're manhole covers. You know what I mean? Like it's it's hard for that guy to get money out of his pocket. He's got dinosaur arms like T Rex, right? He can't reach into his wallet. <laughs> uh, but he also had one referring to uh, a man's lack of uh, attraction or a, a lack a lack of attractiveness to women. He had an expression saying. That guy couldn't get laid in a women's prison with a fistful of pardons. Get it? Right. You walk into the prison. <laughs> you have all these get-out-of-jail-free cards, and it's still not enough for you to enjoy some success. Why does it have to be success or failure? Why can't it be mutual? Anyway, 
this woman, Kathy Smith, ended up doing a stretch in a California prison. How did I find out about Kathy Smith on this? So this is coming out on Tuesday. I found out about Kathy Smith this way. Monday morning, I went to Jay Christopher <laughs> and had <laughs> and had some scrambled egg whites with turkey sausage, wheat toast, and a little fruit cup. A little fruit cup. Said it like even that, like a little fruit cup. I went to Jay Christopher's for breakfast. I don't often do that, but there was commotion around my home, and I just wanted to get out and 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 you know. Be among among the people. The music playing in the background caught my attention somewhere along the line. And the music in the background was a song from the 70s by Gordon Lightfoot that has the chorus that goes, Sundown, you better take care If I find you've been sneaking down my back stair now, most of you don't know that song probably, but I don't know, it's playing at Jay Christopher's in 2023, so maybe the podcast listeners who are over the age of 70, like most of the people at this Jay Christopher's were, I felt like a, a young spring chicken, uh, you might know that song. But the song is, Sundown, you better take care If I find you've been sneaking around my back stair It's not a great impression, but it's not a terrible impression of what the song sounds like. I think that was modestly on key, moderately on key. Anyway, I, I was kind of, it's kind of like an easy listening, like, hmm, 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 hmm. You know, just have your egg white, consider the day what's ahead of you. That sort of thing, reflect on the love, beauty, grace in your life, and uh, get on with things. But the lyric is kind of dark. Sundown, you better take care. If I, you better take care if I find you sneaking around my back stair. And I was like, the fuck is this song about? I mean, I don't want my art explained to me. Just like I don't want my jokes. Like I don't want to have to explain my jokes, okay? I just want to write them better. I was like, what is this? This is a pretty dark lyric in this, you know, hippie-esque sounding groove. And I looked it up, and I think the Google autocomplete was, who is Sundown written by or written about? And so I just, I read about this song, Sundown, by Gordon Lightfoot, the Canadian icon. Oh my gosh, in between shows on Friday night, the comics at the Laughing Skull Lounge, we had a dance party, a dance slash turning the room over and getting it ready for the 10.30 show. In between the 8 and the 10.30, did we have a dance party listening to Alanis Morissette? Uh, do I stress you out? My sweater's on backward and inside out, and you say... Appropriate, And then part of you, some of you listening were like, I hope when he gets to that point, he doesn't do the ha. Ah! I know, but I did. Anyway, before that icon of Canadian music, Alanis Morissette, Gordon Lightfoot was a big star, I guess, a big star in the 70s, I guess. I didn't know much about him. Lightfoot. 
<laughs> hey, come around and see me. I'm, 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 they call me Lightfoot. Anyway, he wrote this song about Kathy Smith, who apparently they had a tempestuous relationship, as you would with someone who also was a drug dealer to Keith Richards and Ronnie Wood of the Rolling Stones. And, you know, chased after the band a little bit. And anyway, she was kind of plugged into the scene. But her obituary, she, she passed away, I, I don't know, several years ago, I think. Let's say in the last five or... Uh-oh, sorry, hold on. In the last... I had to fight off that yawn. In the last five or so, ten, five to ten years. Who cares? Not who cares, but she passed away. But in like the headline of her obituary, it is like Kathy Smith, uh, the woman who injected John Belushi with his fatal overdose shot or his fatal shot, the, the shot that killed him. And and that's, I was like, what? Who? This woman covered some ground. She pursued the band. She had a torrid relationship. Well, you can see why Gordon Lightfoot might be jealous. <laughs> this woman, this woman had quite a history. Cut quite the swath. Anyway, I didn't know anything about her, but she. She touched several icons, and like I said, the Stones, the band, Gordon Lightfoot. Who is Gordon Lightfoot? Gordon Lightfoot is a Canadian music star, and fatally, fatally uh, injected. Anyway, that's that's how. And now, of course, then this evening, my wife's like, "Why don't you sing that song again?" And I just kept singing. Sundown, you better take care. It's an interesting legacy, right? What are you known for? I am known for being the person who gave John Belushi, uh, one of the biggest stars in the world at the time, I think, certainly a comedic icon. You know him from Animal House. You know him from Saturday Night Live. You know him from the Blues Brothers, these kind of bro-frat classic movie roles died of a drug overdose or died of a however you say it, death by misadventure which is not the way you want to go I, it's not the way I want to go I love going for it I love I think I, I think I wouldn't mind having a, a death where you tried to fly your motorcycle over the Grand Canyon or something but I just know that I would not want to. I, w I would not want to die by misadventure, meaning drugs or alcohol, and you know something terrible happened. Like does happen, you know. Like somebody had too much to drink and they fell from the, you know, ninety seventh floor of a, you know, baseball stadium or something like that. It's a, that's a that's a tough. I think that's a tough. It's a tough thing to have on your epitaph. It's a tough epitaph, right? Epitaph is the thing written on the tombstone epitaph, or is the tombstone also the epitaph? I don't know, but it's not something that I want. Anyway, John Belushi died, misadventure, and uh, the woman is famous for being the person who accelerated that. The article also said, on the very day John Belushi died, and if you don't know who John Belushi is, that's fine. I mean, he, he died literally like 30 years ago. Um, it said on the, on the day he died, 
both Robin Williams and Robert De Niro were with him and ingested cocaine with him. Now I'm going to sneeze. Sounds like a fucking bender he was on. And, excuse me for the sneeze, I don't know how this woman got involved and, well, she's a drug dealer. <laughs> Who knows famous people? She found her way in. Anyway, it's just uh, something I came across today. Kathy Smith, rest in peace. John Belushi, rest in peace. Sundown, you better take care. If I find you've been sneaking around my back stair. So that's that's it. That's the that's the whole <laughs> that's the whole sundown, and I will stop. I'll stop seeing it. Uh, I want to get to a letter from a listener, which I really appreciate. I wanted to also tell you that should I try to put more of the self help stuff into my act? I, I'm wondering about. Well, first of all, let me tell you about Limerick tonight. It was supposed to be the night of the fantasy football loser. We've talked about this before on the podcast. It's common in stand-up comedy in open mic circles for losers of fantasy football. You know what you could say, actually, about the loser of a fantasy football? He's actually a winner because he's not such a loser that he wins at fantasy football. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how good do you want to be at billiards? How good do you want to be at bowling? No judgment, but, like, if you're the tightest 44-year-old fantasy football player, is that, is that great? <laughs> or is the guy who abandoned his team to take care of his wife and kids and work and, you know, live a, <laughs> I don't know, less navel-gazy life, maybe. Uh, maybe the, the true winner of a fantasy, it's not being a loser. I mean, yeah, your friends are going to rag on you in the league. But really, it just means you're more grown up. <laughs> Never thought about that. Anyway, in fantasy football the in and open mic comedy, a lot of times bros will, as punishment for the loser, right? So I imagine the winner gets some money or bottle of scotch or something. Um, the They will make the loser of the fantasy, the pers- fantasy football, the person who finished in last place, go do a comedy open mic because what could possibly be worse <laughs> than doing stand-up comedy? And I think maybe last year I initially took it as an insult, like how, how terrible is that or how awful is that? Like, hey, let's go do this dumb thing. But really, I thought about it for a while, maybe talked about it on the podcast. It just means that they think stand-up comedy is very hard and if you don't know how to do it, you're going to eat your balls and make a fool out of yourself and that's what they want. And you know what? They're right. But it's also kind of, uh, it's kind of, you know what they really should do is they should make the, it's not exactly a true reading of what it's like to do stand-up comedy because all your fantasy football bros are in the crowd laughing at the fact that you're on stage and laughing at you talk about them. It's actually, there was a guy who came in the Laughing Skull a few weeks ago who had a bunch of bros with him and, you know, he was killing because his bros were laughing at everything he said. But the rest of the crowd was like, who is this yutz? <laughs> who is this numbnuts? <laughs> but so, so that being said, when you have the crowd sugared, as they say, sweetened up for you, the real uh, punishment boys, fantasy football boys listening, 
it shouldn't be make them go do stand-up comedy. It should be make them go do stand-up comedy and no one is there to watch. That is really what it would be. That's 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 how if you want to humiliate humiliate your friends, and why wouldn't you? You're a man. Then you should then you should do that. Because if they if you come and you support them, it's going to be a great time. And uh, anyway, the the fantasy guys were supposed to come to Limerick. It's been a tradition that precedes my involvement at Limerick, so I just kind of go along with uh, what has been done will be done. And they were supposed to do it tonight, this Tuesday night, and so I got some of my favorite comedy friends and family to be part of it because they would roast the hell out of the fantasy football people, but the guy's canceled. You know why? Because he's not a loser, because he's got a job and work came up and got in the way, so they're going to do it in May, or they'd like to do it in May, so we'll see how that goes. Anyway, so it's just going to be friends and family at Limerick tonight. And the lineup is, once again, Brent Starr, Flo So Amazing, Nick Murphy, Brian King, Olivia Joy Steele, and the Limerick debut of Steve Renfro. So it's going to be a good time. It's going to be all those people who would have had a great time with the fantasy dudes, but the fantasy dudes aren't going to make it. So come to Limerick, and uh, I, look, I look forward to seeing you. I, I was going to say before I needed to do the plug there for Limerick that I think I should put some more of the self-help stuff in my act because I wink and call it self-help. I joke and call it self-help. But it's shit that obviously I care about. Why do you call it shit then? Topics, things, their areas of concern, self-security, people accepting you, unconditional love. And so I thought maybe I'd try to write a few bits around that, you know? Like... Like this one that I'm, I'm working on, and I kind of got to it on uh, Friday night around, around I don't think men talk enough about our feelings. It's not the self-helpy part of the, I don't really talk about men and our feelings a whole lot on the podcast, I don't think. But if I have like a, you know, a nice three-minute joke, a nice good bit about, a joke about women talking excessively which I don't really believe I mean sometimes it happens and there are two of them going at the same time in my my house and I say I can't understand either one of you right now <laughs> the opportunity then is to talk about men and like I said last time could better talk about our, our feelings and I, I kind of got to it on Friday night at the Laughing Skull and when I said it, it got a big response, and it wasn't just clapped her because I made a joke in there, but I think I'm going to try to build some of that material out. I'm going to try to build a little bit. I told you probably that I don't, you know, if someone says they, they read a bumper sticker that said something or, you know, kind of those low-hanging fruit premises, which are really just kind of straw men, you know, you, you yeah, I don't want to ruin comedy for you, but a lot of comedy is like a straw man, right? You set up a weak argument, and then you destroy it. So you, is it, am I using that right? Straw, I think that's a straw man. You present a weak position, kind of as fact or true, and then it's easily knocked down. It's a straw house that can be, that can be overwhelmed with logic and good jokes. 
So you'll see that a lot of comedy is straw man comedy. I read an article the other day that said this, and then you respond by saying, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard because of A, B, and C. And it works, and it's good, and it's there's a formula to it, right? Here's something I read, and I don't think that's true because A, B, and C. It's fine. It, it, I have I have that kind of I I have moments of that in my act, and I'm not saying I'm not holding out different, better, worse, whatever. What I'm trying to get at is I I see it in in people's acts, and I, I don't I try not to rely on it. So. When I hear a comic say something like, I saw a bumper sticker the other day, immediately I think there are no stakes here. That's what I think. If someone, because what I'm going to do here, dear listeners, get to the idea for a bit about a bumper sticker that I used to do, but in the evolution of what I want to talk about on stage, felt like that it had no risk, felt like that it was... Um, it wasn't personalized enough, and which might not be true, but it didn't have enough action. It didn't have enough some I me making something happen, something happening to me again with no stakes, no vulnerability that I could see. But I could be wrong. So you've probably heard me say on the podcast, I have never heard the end of a joke about a song lyric. Like, oh yeah, there's a song that goes like this. And then, you know, it's kind of a straw man. R. Kelly has a song where he says this. And then you just sort of attack whatever R. Kelly said. And usually kind of, you know, obviously highlight the fact that he's a pedo, right? So all of which is to set up the idea that you've probably heard me uh, sound judgmental about jokes around I, I, I saw a bumper sticker that said however in thinking about how to get to more of the you know what are we talking about what are some of these things that I touch on because I love what is in my act now but I think there is an opportunity to bring more of the podcast part of uh, of me into my act so that's, that's a long, 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 drawn-out, boring... <laughs> it's not boring. To say, I used to have, in the, in the spirit of talking about some of these things that I, that I'm, that I talk about on the podcast, I, I used to have a joke about... I came across a bumper sticker that said, Be the person your dog thinks you are. Okay? I'll let you ingest that for a second. Be the person your dog thinks you are. And if you have a dog, you know what that's like. Because no matter what you do, the dog is wagging its tail, excited to see you, generally speaking, and just looks at you like you're nice, you're tight, just the way you are. If you, if you have a dog, you know that. I, I don't know what cats are like. I don't believe they're like that. I've never had one, lived with one. I, You know what I did with cats? It was psychosomatic. I did not, I never liked cats. Now I appreciate them because they just don't give a fuck. But I, I didn't like cats to the point where I didn't want to be around them and really I didn't want to be around cat people <laughs> when I was younger. So what I did was I faked an allergy 
but it became psychosomatic and eventually I developed an allergy to cats and it was great. I was tired of talking to someone would be like, I got to get out of here. Your cat is just, just too much. My eyes are watering and I got to go. Also, the weed is uh, contributing to that. Not that I'm smoking, that you're smoking. <laughs> so, you know the sensation of a dog is like super excited, right? It's energetic and <laughs> panting and like it's a puppy. Be the person your dog thinks you are. And the joke that I had used to be, why don't you just let me enjoy this one relationship where I can truly be myself? Be the person your dog thinks you are. How, how about you let me enjoy this relationship where I am unconditionally accepted or I'm loved and supported without calculation, right? And so that's a, that's a, a sign to me that there was something earlier. This was something I, it was like a one-liner or a five-liner five years ago, six, seven years ago, something like that, that still resonates with me. And now, thinking about some of the things we discussed on the podcast around acceptance and unconditionality or conditionality of acceptance, I think I might bring that back into the fold. Like, instead of like you saying that to me, be the per- why don't you be the friend that, to me that my dog is? How about that? Why don't you get excited when I don't do anything? <laughs> Why are you always looking at what have I done for you lately? My dog is hyped to see me even if he's eaten, you know, both of them. So I think I might try to weave some of that back in and then and then maybe talk about examples of you know, just highlighting where people do not support you. People do not support, you know what, and you know what it is, I imagine, people do not support you unconditionally. They support you with conditions. And I'm just imagining what they think they're doing is asking you to play to their standard or play to a higher standard. But really what they're doing is signaling that their acceptance of you depends on you performing to that level and that's not love and acceptance (laughs) is it is it (laughs) is it my demons so i think that's i'm I'm gonna start why not who wants gonna who wants to hear some of that at limerick tonight come to limerick i'm gonna talk a little bit about I'm going to talk about a a bumper sticker. I'll just move quickly on from the bumper sticker so you forget even that I mentioned the bumper sticker. But really, it's about how about you instead of... You know what that is? That's just like someone who accepts you with conditions to tell you to be a way they think you should be. Instead, how about you, advice giver with a bumper sticker, in addition to letting me just live and have this one moment and my dog, by the way, knows exactly who the fuck I am. I've never worked to manage my impression for him, them, ever. And no, Maga Man, I didn't just uh, just use the, uh, whatever it is, plural pronoun, however you say it. Not plural. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm saying I have two dogs. I'm not saying 
One of my dogs is trans. <laughs> One of my dogs is special needs, and his name is Clark. But trans and special needs are not the same thing, okay? As a matter of fact, it used to be that way in this country, that homosexuality, and it seems like religious people are taking it back that way, it used to be a uh, disorder. I think as recently as like when Gordon Lightfoot was writing Sundown in the early 70s. It was still a disorder, I believe. But check the facts. Okay. So you probably don't know, I mean, you don't know, because I didn't tell you, but I tried to record this podcast <clears throat> tonight on my front porch at like 9.30 p.m., but it was so quiet out there that I was self-conscious about doing so. So I came down to the basement, which is somewhat uh, service serviceable now, and I've been talking down down here to you, talking down here, talking to you down here for the last half an hour. I took a glass of wine down here. My wife, when she last saw me with a glass of wine, saw me going out onto the porch. I said, I'm going to, you know, it's only 9.30 or whatever. I'm going to go record the podcast out there. And she said, yeah, go for it. So I stopped the podcast a minute ago and went upstairs to get a little more wine. And when I went upstairs, my wife... <clears throat> was <laughs> she had the wine bottle and was looking out to the porch like <clears throat> sorry can I uh can I refresh your drink and I said uh, I was actually in the basement and she said yeah I don't know what I was thinking and then she said actually I knew you were in the basement and I said why because is it super easy to hear me you know not like I really mind her listening I don't, I don't mind it's just anybody listening it's just uh you know if you feel less self-conscious and more in flow, if you just think no one's listening to you <laughs> while you're recording, that's not what we want. When the podcast comes out, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you can get podcasts, you can get this podcast. <clears throat> she goes, actually, no, I, I knew you were downstairs. I said, why? Could you hear me? She said, mm, just a little bit, just kind of muffled, but it, it sounded like this. So she has heard that <laughs> that melody so many times tonight that she recognized it when I've been singing it out to you all. Well, that's a great story, dude. Did you get some wine and how are you going to spend the final third of this podcast? I'm going to tell you how I'm going to spend it. I'm going to read a letter, a, a, an email, a listener email. That's what I'm going to do. So this is someone who's written in before, and he writes, he wrote this in six days ago. If you would like to write into the podcast and tell me what you think, I'd like to, I'd like to hear it. We all like to hear it. And, and I think this, this email is, uh, is proof of that. We, we, like, we like to hear from people <clears throat> who listen to the podcast. So if you would like to get in touch, it's yesjoesmith at gmail.com. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> okay. So he says, six days ago, Joe, as you read my last email, you asked which parts of the self-help were benefiting me. There are quite a few, so I'll just share a couple. Well, you know how to talk to a fellow. That's very flattering. 
he, dear listener, is someone who <clears throat> said they were turned on to the podcast and started listening last fall in Chicago, which is you know a miserable place populated by miserable people. Uh, and he said that he didn't expect to get so much out of the self-help aspects. <laughs> we got to change. We got to change that description. I, I my wife is like knows a lot about marketing and branding and all that. We should uh, should think about a different way to say self-help. I'm not going to do that right now. Because it just, like this guy knows, and like we've talked about, you just associate self-help with people who are trying to, with not everyone, but people who are trying to profit from our struggles. And that that's not help. That's just snake oil. That's, that's as old as time, right? As you read my last email, you asked me which parts of the self-help were benefiting me. There are quite a few, so I'll just share a couple. Oh, well, by all means, save all those, all of the other ones. <laughs> he says, first, your steadfast focus on two goals, which you repeat, and then talk about what you're doing to accomplish them. Well, what are those? <laughs> uh, I tell you what my two goals are. They're, they're, they're the same two goals uh, that come out in different ways. Financial independence and artistic fulfillment. Creative fulfillment, financial independence. I don't want to have to, in quotation marks, do anything I don't want to do. And I want most of my, my personal endeavor, meaning not things that I might do for anyone else, including raise a child, I want those things to be creative, artistic, and indulge my. I, I'm uh, I'm not a creative like somebody's. Uh, you, you know what I am. You know what I do. You know what I am. Artistic fulfillment, artistic creative fulfillment, and financial independence. Those are the two. Two broad goals. Also, the two other goals you might be referring to. I want to I want to see my daughter's 30th birthday and I want to headline comedy clubs. What am I doing to each of those four goals which are really they're interchangeable two and two. You can put them on either side. They're one's artistic and one I mean financial independence, uh, being healthy and alive and being able to provide for my daughter and not having to, you know, work some shit job to enable her to go to a super douchey school. You know what I mean? And I don't work a shit job. I don't want to send her to a super douchey school, and I'm not going to... So that's those are my... Really what it sounds like, friend, is I'm stating them for myself. <laughs> Artistic, creative fulfillment, and financial independence. I'm getting there. I'm getting there on both... What's your problem has been a boon, I think, to both of those things. I think what's your problem can make money and make a lot of money in the longer or the mid to long run. But I also know it brings me tremendous creative fulfillment because it's honesty, it's connection, it's it's rewiring of our brains 
not in some highfalutin way, but but something something as as the impression of Drew Barrymore goes, something magical is happening. I so thank you. Artistic, creative fulfillment, financial independence. Also, I want to headline comedy clubs, but I can't do that. There is no the traditional way is dead. You have to now take followers, take a fan base to the club and say, look, this is what I can get in here. Because the days of you work at a comedy club, you middle, and then you go on the road with somebody, they're not really around. Because you know somebody who um, you know does hairstyling videos on YouTube can sell at a comedy club, and and you know they'll laugh, the crowd will laugh at everything that person says. So I need your support. My steadfast focus on two goals, which you repeat and then talk about what I'm doing to accomplish them. I had an egg white omelet today <laughs> not egg white omelet egg white scramble yesterday i went for a run today i did 100 push-ups i'm i'm trying to to make it to my daughter's 30th birthday and i'm i'm talking on a podcast about rewiring my act to include more of this the stuff we laughingly refer to as the self-help part of the podcast and fucking this is really self-referential, dude. I just got to move on. I, I, I can't talk about myself this much. I followed your lead and a few months ago decided on two goals for myself and steps to take to reach them. Fuck yeah. That's it. Sub, set a big goal and then sub-goals along the way. Still a work in progress, but I'm on the path. In the past, I've tried to set too many goals and end up with a long list and I don't put enough effort to anyone to make real headway. Yeah, I feel you on that. Too many goals or too, or too big of goals. Like I'm gonna be in shape. Why don't we just start with I'm gonna go I'm gonna go walk for 15 minutes today. I'm gonna run 30 miles a week. Just go walk for 15 minutes. Can did you do that? Yeah, I did that. All right. What about tomorrow? Today tomorrow I'm gonna walk for 15 minutes. Did you do that? Yeah. All right, what happens on day three? Uh, I didn't quite make it. And, you know, I had a, instead of the egg white scramble, I had the <laughs> bacon cheeseburger. And I took a nap and I felt like crap and I didn't do it. All right, no worries. What are you going to do tomorrow, the day after that? 15 minutes of walking. Okay, just one foot in front of the other. And, and, and because, friend, what I'm, I'm, I'm getting at, I think, is with us setting too many goals and uh, trying to cover the waterfront, I'm going to eat better, I'm going to drink less, I'm going to run more, I'm going to be more artistic, I'm going to live in a place that brings me joy and fulfillment. I'm going to surround, like, all these different goals. It, it sets a really high bar, not a high bar, a complicated bar that really is almost moving like moving goalposts and makes it harder to hit hit the objectives meet the goals and heightens the uh, the opportunity for us our goal setting well-meaning souls to feel shittier about ourselves like fuck i wanted to do that and i didn't simplify things maybe that's what you're hearing from me also simplify 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 is this is what I'm doing serving my objectives? Is it leading to creative and artistic fulfillment? Or 
Is it some bullshit that I don't really care about? And you know what's interesting is while I was at Jay Christopher's today looking up sundown, I was mindful of, is this a total waste of time? But it felt natural to explore it because the song was dark, the, the melody was light and bubbly. Turns out this woman, you know, might have killed John Belushi. Uh, and, 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 and I got something out of it, right? I had a little bit of a story to tell to you. So, yeah, hearing, so he says, hearing your clarity and goals and how you put in the work to achieve them motivates me to do similar. Let's go. And you know what? I think that might be the subject line. Yeah, that's the subject line. Let's go. And then he says, next paragraph. Second, hearing others write in and share their stories and how you reflect on and encourage them. Oh, thank you. Shout out to Ellen's. Look at this. Shout out to Ellen C. and the other listeners, exclamation mark. Your thoughts and humor in your responses often have something that resonates and encourages me, even if we're facing different struggles. Ellen C., do you hear this? I told you. This man has written in from Chicago saying that he connects, he connects himself. He's invested himself in your story. And now you could invest yourself. I'm not telling you what you do, Alan. I mean, Alan might be like, you know, I'm doing okay, dude. <laughs> I'm drinking ice water too. Anyway, uh, yeah, let's go. Shout out to LNC and the other listeners, uh, et cetera. Thoughts and humor in your responses is something that resonates and encourages me, even if we're facing different struggles. Yeah, let's go. What are we doing here? And then third paragraph, but enough self-help talk. Yeah, right, exactly. Like that's all of a sudden we're worried about some guy, like I said, with wispy hair, highlights at the end, uh, highlighted tips, trying to profit from us. That's why we need to rebrand the self-help part. Enough self-help talk. You might be, you might be off the song quotes. Oh, I see what you're saying. You might be off the quote song fading out kick by now. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, in the previous podcast, I talked about just songs that end with the producer just turning down the fucking record. Like, that's it, boys. Thank you. We got what we needed. And you know what I'm going to do tonight? If not, if not tonight, tomorrow, I'm going to listen to Jagged Little Pill and see how many times. He just turns it down on her. Just just out of curiosity. He, yeah, I haven't talked about the song fading out. I might be off the song fading out kick by now, but Phil Spector has to be the undisputed king. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm not sure he could finish a song without the fade. I guess that's one of his shortcomings. <laughs> well, I think maybe one. I mean, he also... I don't know. I don't like the sound of the Ramones record he did. He changed it. I mean, he, he, what he did is he tapped into, you know, Joey, probably, you know, nine-year-old Joey Ramone and the music he listened to growing up. And Phil Spector's like, you know, I made that music and I produced that shit. And, and now we'll make your record sound like this. Uh, but I also think he might have killed somebody. 
<laughs> Maybe that's a joke. I guess that's one of his shortcomings. Good luck with all your upcoming shows. Let's go. That's it, dude. I'm, I'm glad you get something out of it. I get something out of you writing in. You know what it is? You say it's, I, I reflect on people's, uh, you know, you get something out of my reflections on people's emails that they send in. Nobody gets more out of it than I do. Because what you're doing by listening is saying, I like this shit and I hear, I hear the error, I hear the inaccuracy, I hear the flaw, I hear the joy, I hear the love. I hear the authenticity, hopefully, and that's good enough for me. And that makes me feel unconditionally accepted by people like you who listen to the podcast. And and that's that's cool. Also, in hearing you all talk about your challenges and opportunities, it helps me contextualize my own and know that we are all, I don't know if there's no podcast, if I ever say, let's have a show called What's Your Problem? You know? So I get a lot out of it too. And I really appreciate you sharing your perspective. And if anybody else wants to, and I got to come up with a name for this person. What, what are we going to, what are we going to call this? We got to come up with a name. 15, I feel like 15 might have bowed out. And he's going to say, don't you dare take my name in vain. Haven't heard from 15 in a minute. And I hope that I didn't just, uh, screw up the microphone for the last five minutes but 15 ellen at all out there we need a name for this person who is uh the self-help pieces of the podcast resonate with him so uh maybe we'll call him robbins <laughs> or Crisley. Crisley knows best anyway thanks for writing in if anybody else wants to it's yes joe smith at gmail.com limerick tonight uh, laughing skull tomorrow and uh, many more great things to come and i appreciate the support and we'll talk to you all soon